welcome back if you've listened before. Otherwise, welcome to the You've Changed podcast. Uh, today on the podcast, I interview, well, actually, it's not so much of an interview, it's more of a conversation, but I talk to Zoe Keneally. Zoe is the host of the Ready to Launch podcast, and there's a bit of a backstory here. So I listened to Zoe's podcast probably eight months ago. Um, I just kind of found her through a weave of other podcasts and I really resonated with it. So I found her on Instagram and sent her a message saying, I really like your show, really liked listening to it or whatever. And she replied. So we kind of got in contact that way. And then um, a few months ago, she did another episode that I loved and I sent her a message and a couple days later she was like have you ever thought of starting a podcast and I was like no <laughs> I I can't stand the sound of my own voice um but then I started thinking about it and within 24 hours I had decided that I did want to start a podcast I knew what I wanted to call it I knew what it would be about like inspiration just hit me kind of out of nowhere and yeah, it's thanks to Zoe, honestly. I don't think I would have really taken action unless she kind of planted the seed in my head. So we talked a couple weeks ago. Um, she's in London, England, and I'm here at my parents' place in Canada during the quarantine. <laughs> I'm kind of sick of talking about COVID and quarantine. I kind of just want to talk about positive stuff. Um, and I think we touched on it slightly in this episode, but overall... I think this is just a fun episode. It's definitely different than the other ones I've done because it's more of a conversation, not much of an interview. We kind of ask each other questions, um, ignore that dog barking. We talk about moving to another country because she moved to London, England, and I've moved to New York City from Canada. And we talk about like our journaling process, <laughs> a lot of random, a random shit, um, manifestation, Anyway, it's really kind of all over the place, but it's kind of a sneak peek of an intimate conversation. So yeah, it's definitely something different. Let me know if you like it or not. Maybe just let me know if you like it. <laughs> if you don't like it, just stop listening. Um, yeah. Okay, so I feel like ever since starting my podcast... I have had a handful of moments, like maybe 10 moments where I'm just like, okay, this is like the new identity of ready to launch. Like screw everything I was doing. Like this is like the new identity because I want to be like this or I want to be like this. And every single time, like I've wanted to like reinvent the way that I was doing the podcast. I think like the one common denominator was the fact that I just wanted to figure out a way to be more real. And it's not like, you know, I'm talking about the fact that like, I'm not real on my podcast. It's that I'm real, but I'm sharing about like, I feel oftentimes like one or 2% of my realness, you know? And I think it started off as like a self-development podcast because that's kind of what the only reason that I started a podcast in the first place, I became obsessed with self-development and I was listening to so many podcasts and I kind of wanted to do it on my, on my own. But then it's like, as I think the process of podcasting grew on me and it kind of became like a, a passion of mine in its own right. I, I think I'm, I, I just wanted to like be able to show more of myself. And so you can see that I've done that like, or attempted to do that through 
my story time episodes or like some of my mm-hmm. dating episodes or some of my like personal diary episodes. Like the last week I just like did a quarantine diaries where I like just shared a story from my childhood, but still like my favorite podcasts I listen to. Right. And, and they're the ones where you're, you just like, you're like, I cannot believe they just said that on mm-hmm. the internet, but I'm so glad they did because I, it speaks to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm, tr- I'm trying, I'm really, really, really trying to, to get to that place, but it like involves so many people. One, like if you're telling a story, it probably involves like, you know, someone that doesn't want the story to be told, regardless <laughs> of if you um, say the names or not. But then too, it's just like, it's harder than people think. Like, I think people are like, okay, so just like, don't edit yourself and just go on and like speak your mind. And then, you're, but then it, it's, it's really, it's really hard. Um, one, cause like people in your personal life listen to your podcast and two, cause you're like, well, at the same time, I'm like trying to build a brand. So like, I feel that maybe it's not the best thing to be like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I genuinely, I know what I want. And I just like, I'm working slowly, slowly to get there. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to be like, call her daddy. Like, it's not going to go from like ready to launch to like ready to like, you know, whatever, but (laughs) rebrand. One day you're going to go on to your podcast and it's just going to be like a change of title and you're going to be like, you'd you'd probably be so happy that I did it though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a struggle, but I feel like the, the presence of the struggle is probably, is probably better because like, if you're not thinking to yourself of how you can better something, then you're probably not going to be going anywhere. Oh, a hundred percent. And what I was going to say is that I know that you, you're thinking about this and there's, you know, further you want to go, but I do think you are really good at being very real. Like, I think that's what drew me to your podcast in general. Like you'll call yourself out on shit and Sorry, I shouldn't have swear. Shouldn't have sworn, but no, you should. You should. You one hundred percent. Look, see, this is funny. What's the problem? So relevant. Um, no, you like call yourself yourself out, and I don't know. I think you are really genuine and real, and maybe you feel like there's, you know, you want to go further with that, but you're doing a good job at it. So keep going. And the second thing is that I think you're really good at experimenting and like just kind of going out on a limb and trying new things and seeing how you feel about it. Like I know a few weeks ago, you sort of switched up your format and it was like, you know, just this whole different creative route you took, which is really cool. And I feel like that's kind of just how you do it. You got to keep experimenting and then eventually you'll figure it out and it will like, I don't know, all evolve, but yeah, I definitely have a long way to go. Like I'm uncomfortable recording an intro. I'm like, I can't talk to a camera when no one's in, or not a camera, a microphone when no one's in a room. It feels so weird. So like, what the fact that you can record, I don't know. It's just like, I, I can imagine myself on the outside. Like I can imagine myself as an onlooker being like, this girl's just sitting here talking to herself, but being like, hey guys, when there's no one in the room, it weirds me out. I don't know what it is. I think it's honestly more of like just practice. I feel like in some, if, if you get like comfortable talking into a microphone, then in like, it can literally become your personal like audio diary. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you, in totally. fact, I've recorded so many things telling myself like, oh, I probably won't post this. And then you just, you just end up spewing, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe that's like a, an approach you can take is like, okay, I'm going to uh, sit down, yeah. talk about this. And like, if I don't want to post it, I don't have to. 
I think you're right. I should just, you know, do it for the sake of doing it until I get comfortable. The other thing is that I'm almost always recording when someone else is in the house or like in oh, my apartment. Sucks. In oh, my yeah, apartment yeah, yeah. in New York. Um, I like the walls are so thin between my neighbors that I can hear my neighbors. <laughs> so I'll be talking. I'm like, they can hear me right now. This is so weird. It literally, oh my God, it literally, I, back when I first started my podcast, right? It's like mm-hmm. obviously most awkward, like before, like when you're just starting, cause it's like not an official thing yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like recording this intro that I used to have. And it was like my roommate who like, I don't know still to this day, whether or not she liked me, but it was like, she probably heard, she probably heard me like 30 times being like, Hey guys, welcome to the ready to launch podcast. <laughs> and then like, I would end and I'd be like, fuck, fuck, I was so angry, like cursing at myself. And then, <laughs> and then I'd be like, Hey guys. And it was like, uh, it was like, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, okay. You know? I, yeah. I think, is it the worst thing to feel awkward about it and to like admit it like you know what I'm saying like is it like a weakness or does everyone do it like I doubt like Joe Rogan goes into like recording something for his podcast and is like oh wow I feel so awkward like he just owns it yeah exactly I think you just get used to it eventually I wanted to say one thing about Mm -hmm. like the whole self-deprecating thing and this is something that I think stems from my personal life because I've noticed that it's um I think how I connect with people in some weird way subconsciously, but then it like, it, it just like 110,000% uh, went out to my podcast. I feel oftentimes like when you're trying to connect with someone or let your wall down or be vulnerable or whatever, you know, show that like you care about the person, it, you, you, you automatically, it's easy to like resort to being self-deprecating. And so mm-hmm. all the times that like I have been, real on my podcast I think it's been when I've been you know putting myself down in some way or like calling out what I've done wrong and like that's good to do you know like I I hate people that don't do that but at the same time like my biggest mistake one in my personal life and two 100% on the podcast I think is that the only time or the only way that I feel comfortable being real is by being self-deprecating and then Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is that people have this skewed perception of how you view yourself because you only feel comfortable putting yourself down because what's more uncomfortable than putting yourself down is like bringing yourself up and like kind of saying when you feel cool or like when you've done something good, but then it's, it's not good. It's not inspiring. And then people mm-hmm. end up getting like the wrong idea of you. So I, I would make sure that just to like tell yourself, like it's, it's not the only way that I could connect. With I really really have been working on that it's so easy to just always like be like oh I want to connect with someone let me just like tell that like when people are like oh you look great and you're like oh well I have so much makeup on like don't you know it's fine mm-hmm. it's like unnecessary yeah it's it's hard to yeah. take a compliment honestly yeah and also I think like a lot of male podcasters don't connect through self-deprecation unless it's through comedy as much as mm-hmm. female podcasters do that true honestly I think that's completely true yeah but I'm like so over I'm so over I know <laughs> putting myself down or being yeah. like oh this may be wrong or like you know what I'm saying yeah I know it's a fine line you're like and even sometimes I feel like I'm being if I self-deprecate myself too much I'm like okay now it's just annoying like I need to have a little more confidence <laughs> like yeah. and now I just seem weak and yeah anyway so what is what is the uh feedback in your personal life been from your podcast 
honestly only positive, but I feel like that's because I don't know, obviously my friends are <laughs> going to be nice to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> when I first said I was doing it, a lot of people were like, wow, you are the last person I would ever imagine would start a podcast, which mm-hmm. is true because I, I always think people are judging me and I'm like, when people first meet me, most people think I'm quiet just because I'm like very selective in what I say. <laughs> and I'm sometimes slow to open up to people. So it does seem like very counter to my personality in some ways but then there was other people that were like oh this makes so much sense like Mm -hmm. of course you're starting a podcast so I feel like it's interesting that I've gotten the two polar opposite responses but no generally people have been really nice about it and encouraging I don't know I'm trying to just like go for it I think the biggest impact that it has in my personal life is that like every guy I date asks either to like come on it or like to not be mentioned in it that's so um, funny. You kind of mentioned that. Like, that's something I would never think of. But- yeah. Like the story that I was telling you earlier, the podcast mm-hmm. that I recorded about this funny story that happened with a guy, mm-hmm. he pissed me off because he did something wrong. And as he's leaving my apartment, he looks upset. Right. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I just don't want you to talk about this on your podcast. <laughs> I was like, just you. Like, are you serious? <laughs> that's what it is. Oh that's God. your biggest concern. All the more reason to publish that episode (laughs) dude I really want to I really and you know the funny thing is I feel like the dating episodes always get the best feedback people love to hear about dating sex relationships it's just I think human nature question for you which I think Mm -hmm. could be interesting to talk about because you are in the UK but you're from where Boston no, I'm from LA. I go to school. Oh, in Boston. did you go to school in Boston? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed this this pattern that a lot of people who start podcasts are like people who've moved away <laughs> to a new city. <laughs> Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. Really? No, I, I, like ha- I actually reading- haven't. Oh my god, really? Okay, I thought this was like common knowledge. <laughs> but I also don't listen to a lot of like podcasts in our genre like I listen to like as I say like Dave Chang's podcast I listen to like old men and then like and then and then I guess a few podcasts in our genre so like and I only listen to a few at a time I don't like podcast like I'm not a podcast whore okay. <laughs> yeah like for instance I was I was reading a blog post that was like yeah I moved to a new city and then I started a podcast I'm like okay what is this trend what's going on um But yeah, I was just going to ask if you think there's anything to that. Like if you think there's anything about you having moved away that would like somehow encourage you to start a podcast. I think the percentage of people that are, are you talking about self-development podcasts, by the way, right? Kind of just in general, not, not necessarily self-development. Okay. So I feel like the type of person that is likely to start a podcast is probably a few things. They're probably career driven because one podcast will just in any way, shape or form help your career, depending on, you know, even like regardless of if you want to make it your career or not, it's always beneficial. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of technicality. So like for you to go through with it means that like you have, um, like I said, like you're career driven, you have, what's the word? It's, it's um, ambition. It's like no, it's a really simple <laughs> word that's, that, that I'm, that I'm like losing my mind right now. Mm. Um, 
it's not determination. I need to, I, I, we're not going to continue this until I can remember. No, it's like what, uh, uh, response. No, it's not responsibility. It's like a synonym for responsibility. You have, I feel like it's like a D word, but it's not determination. Mm. Motivation. No responsibility. No, it's like a responsibility. Anyway. Okay. Wait, I'm Googling it. (laughs) Synonym (laughs) for, synonym for responsibility. It's like um duty. <laughs> it's like similar to duty. Like you do what you say and you do it and like it's like a very common word. It's like a very common word. And like the fact that I don't remember is really bothering me, but it's like I feel like it's like a D word. And like it, it means like you do what you say and like you have a way of doing it and like you're responsible about it. Okay, I can't think of the word, but I, I get what you're getting, getting at. It <laughs> <laughs> bothers me so much. Anyway, so like, as I was saying, people that start podcasts are usually, are usually like that. Mm-hmm. In the same right, people that end up moving to a different city are also career-driven and also confident and also, you know, Whatever do what they is. say they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm not surprised that like, especially if you're listening to younger podcasters, that they've recently moved to a city you know what i'm saying because it's like Mm -hmm. these are the people that are putting themselves out there these are the people that like to create things and that want to like add new elements to their lives which is podcasting which is like a new city whereas people that like normalcy and uh i guess traditional careers traditional hobbies wouldn't necessarily randomly move to london or toronto or Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying true yeah yeah yeah, that would definitely be uh, my guess. I would say it probably falls into like a personality type, a zodiac sign, like whatever you want to say. What's your sign? Okay, I love this. Okay, <laughs> okay. so <laughs> <laughs> you're like, let's get into this. Well, I was just like, I when you, you asked that, asked. I literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my, okay, do you know like the rising and the yeah, moon yeah, sign yeah. and all of that? Okay. And then, wait, no, you guess mine, I guess yours. Oh, shit. But I'm I not, feel like I'm it not, would only make sense. Good. I know mine and I know what they mean, but I don't know what other ones mean. That makes sense. Uh, that does make sense. I kind of know what other ones mean, but not fully. Oh my God. I'm so complimented that you think that. No, I'm not an Aries. <laughs> In any sense? Not like rising or anything? No. I mean, I'm, I probably have Aries in one of my ho- my houses, but like in terms of rising. Oh my God. Yes. Literally. No, I'm not, but Aquarius oh, is my favorite sign. Aquarius is my favorite sign, so I'm oh so funny. I'm literally so complimented that you said Aquarius, they're free-spirited. They're like the rebels, but they're also like the one of the most intelligent signs. And they're also the, the ones that are most likely to take like acid or something. <laughs> and they're chill in general. They're super chill as well. And they're creative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm not, a, uh, I have Aquarius in my sixth house. And ask me how I know it. It's because I recorded an astrology podcast the other day and I ended up not posting it because I sounded like a dumbass. But like, <laughs> I have Aquarius in my sixth house. So I'm going to guess your rising sign because that's the one that I would know. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to, I get three guesses, okay? Okay. So right off the bat, I want to guess either Libra or Pisces for your rising. No, neither. No. 
I don't know. Okay. The, I don't know the characteristics of either of those. So my actually my rising is Libra. Yeah. So Libra means that like you're super, uh, what's it called? Amicable. Like you are kind of like the person that likes to get along with people. Like you don't like to argue, like you're very friendly. You're just like very easy to get along with and it's like unproblematic. So I would say that's my rising. I thought that was your, I thought that was going to be your rising. Um, okay. You're not Libra. You're not Pisces rising. So maybe you are Virgo. That's my rising. Yeah. My Virgo, so I'm a moon Virgo. Oh. Yeah. I'm a moon Aquarius. Wow, I'm so jealous of you. (laughs) (laughs) Aquarius are the best, literally. What's your 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 sun sign? Is it star sun? Your your sun is like your main one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want to guess or you want me to tell you? Okay, I'm going to guess. People can never guess this. People can never guess it? Yeah. Don't tell me you're a Leo. No. Are you a Leo? I am a Leo. Okay. I don't know. I yeah. don't know the qualities of Leo. Okay. So we're like the big teddy bears. Like we're super, uh, we can be, we can be like extravagant and we can, we like tend to uh, try, like we're like really loud and like outspoken and outgoing, but then at the same time, we're like the most, uh, what's it called? Giving and like, uh, oh, this is such a good Honestly, probably all the words are, like, uh, escaping my mind because, like, I Mm -hmm. told you I literally poured a a wide amount of rub into my (laughs) mouth. Um, But anyway, yeah, Leo's, like, the big big teddy bears. Um, Your son is probably – okay, no one can guess it. So I would say the opposite of no one can guess it. I feel like I would, like, automatically just jump to the fact that, like, you were in Aries because I feel like you're really hardworking – um, so I don't think your sun sign is an Aries if no one can guess it. Um, I don't think you're a Gemini because Geminis tend to be very, uh, manic and, uh, a little split bit personality. What? Split personality. Isn't that the like quality of a Gemini? But dude, so the Geminis that I know include, uh, Donald Trump, Kanye West, um, who else? The uh, Marilyn Monroe, um, Johnny Depp, all very problematic people in their yeah. own way. <laughs> yeah. But they're also really, like, cool. Like, I would love to be a Gemini, but that's also just, like, the part of me that, like, wants to be a little bit troublesome in, like, some way, you know? <laughs> okay. So I got your rising, right? Yeah. Virgo rising. Okay. You know that my moon is Aquarius. And people are surprised about your sun sign. I'm a Scorpio. You're a Scorpio? Dude, (laughs) why are people surprised that you're a Scorpio? I don't know, because Scorpios are, like, crazy. No, I thought they were just, like, they're reserved. Like, I have Scorpio in my house of money. Huh? It's, like, what I understand is the core thing is, like, hard outer shell, but soft inside. Like, I'm really emotional, but I keep a hard exterior, if that makes sense. Dude, doesn't everyone, like, hate on Scorpios? They just, like are portrayed as fucking crazy. <laughs> like, do you follow CoStar? Are they? Why? Oh my God. If you look at any CoStar okay, so posts, it's like, Scorpio is the person who's like hiding haunted dolls in their room. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Does CoStar literally make you feel like you have the worst life ahead of you? Yeah, it told me that I um, am in like 
vulnerable emotion emotional state for the next three years or something. I'm about to pull up car right now and just tell and and just like show you that basically I have no positive positive oh <laughs> so you know how they was like pressure thriving blah 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 mm-hmm. so my co-star right now for my day you only ask the only quality that my day has is is pressure and so basically today I feel pressure in routine thinking and creativity spirituality social life sex and love and self and that's that is- basically me today too yeah <laughs> routine social life sex and love self trouble with thinking and creativity the only thing i have power in is spirituality (laughs) why would anyone use this app it's very depressing it's so depressing but i really love the daily notifications they're so funny like i got one the other day that's like no one cares how many books you've read (laughs) like okay i probably need to hear that (laughs) okay in some rights i think that is like a little bit true (laughs) I don't, I personally don't like the app and I don't think that it's obviously it's not accurate. Cause like you need a genuine no. person to like, look at your full on chart. Mm-hmm. No, it's, I don't so, think it's accurate. No offense yeah. to any firm believers, but, um, I really don't know anything about how you got to London and like, you're planning on moving back and stuff. Right. Maybe just talk about your life. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it's actually like pretty much a testament to like, you never know what life is going to hand to you. And like, you can plan literally all that you want, but like at the end of the day, sometimes life is just going to happen. When I moved to London, I was, so I was back in Boston. I was doing my morning routine. And then in my morning routine, I was just manifesting the things that I wanted. Right. And I knew that I wanted to do some sort of research position, um, in psychedelics. And, uh, cause I've always been like interested in like psychedelics and how they affect mental health. And then I knew that I wanted to, uh, live in London. And it was like something that I had written out several times in my journal. And so I ended up getting uh, a position to do research in psychedelics in London. And I was like super stoked. And then I ended up moving here. Um, and kind of like within that position, I and and throughout having the podcast simultaneously, like one, the position showed me like maybe the medical field is is not going to give you as much freedom as you would hope for. Maybe it's not going to allow for the type of creativity that you want in your life. While I do still love medicine, I feel like having that like job in the field like actually changes your perspective of what the reality is. Like I study medicine in school, but studying medicine and like the concepts behind it is a lot different from the actual like implementation of what you're doing and the implementation is like sometimes a lot more boring so but i still love it so anyway at the same time i'm in london i'm interviewing all these people you know in europe that have these like unconventional careers that have really taken the leap that have done something for their lives that you know, other people might have doubted. And it's just like this constant affirmation that I should be following my dreams or at least, you know, put aside a certain amount of time to follow my dreams. And so it's like, we have these two forces. One, I'm just like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I actually want to do medicine because like the doctors that I'm working with are kind of boring to be around. And then two, I'm talking to all these amazing people on the podcast. 
So the research position ends and it's time for me to go back to Boston, do my last semester and graduate and then apply to medical school. And I end up getting stuck in London because I forgot to break my lease, which is like a complete just, you know, screw up on my part, but I did. And at that point I had the decision, okay, I can just suck it up and have to pay two rents and graduate as soon as possible, which is what my mom was like telling me to do. Cause she's like, you just need to get the hell out of school. Um, or I can stay in London and grow my podcast and like follow my dream and see what I can make for myself. And really for the first time in my life, like have nothing other, like nothing else to focus on other than myself and what it is I want to create. So the plan was to stay, the plan was to travel, the plan was to meet people and interview people, et cetera. And it was like this huge life decision. And in some ways I felt like the universe had given me this opportunity through my lease holding me back. And then the coronavirus happened. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the coronavirus to throw you off. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) once again, change up of plans. Um, Though I am still working from inside. It's just obviously there's going to be no travel and no in-person interviews and stuff like that. But it kind of shows you like, you never know what life is going to hand to you. And I've been talking Mm -hmm. and thinking about this a lot. And like, you know, medical school is always a possibility. It's always something that you can go to despite your age. I feel like so many people feel this pressure to immediately immerse themselves into these traditional career paths because that's what all their friends are doing and they don't want the judgment. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's like, if you are going down a, a traditional career path, time is your friend and you can go, you know, in a few years from now, if you want to pursue an unconventional career path, time is not necessarily your friend and you mm-hmm. kind of need to like get moving now. Yeah. And so um, that's why I made the decision that I did. And I also don't think that I would ever regret doing this because it's, it's life at the end of the day. And it's basically like how, how much can you follow your dreams? How much can you live life? It's not a matter of how much can you stick to like the trajectory that everyone else is on that does, that's irrelevant at this point. Um, but it is weird. Cause it's like, now I just, I'm, self-isolating and (laughs) it's not what I expected but that's where uh my life is at currently so how much longer do you have there uh in in London yeah well my lease is up in July okay so the next yeah so but I have no idea what America is gonna do Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're gonna like close the borders and, and, and maybe like, that'll mean that I should go home sooner before they, you know, block people from coming home. Like, I, thought I they think were this closed. is no, not to American citizens though. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 So I, I genuinely am at a complete and utter loss. Um, and it's honestly like one of the most exciting times because now you're just kind of given like free will to stay inside and read and just like become an expert on literally anything that you want to become an expert on. Mm -hmm. And even though we always all had this, like, I guess, ability to do it, I feel like there's something about being told you need to stay inside that just makes you want to like become more involved in like these little side projects, activities, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But then it's also like really crappy because there's something about being quarantined that makes you just want to order Deliveroo and like drink wine every night. (laughs) So we're, 
I feel like I, I, you know, I gave myself a week. I gave myself a week of a quarantine. And, uh, but no, I think slowly needs to like go back to becoming the responsible adult that I am within the confines of my four walls uh, in London. And because I don't want to waste time, obviously. But yeah, what are you, why are you, so my question for you is why did you move to New York? And two, how is the coronavirus affecting you and your life and your career? <laughs> okay, well, what I was going to say to what you were saying is that it's, it's funny because honestly, for me, I think there's been a lot of memes about this, but this whole quarantine, like, has pretty much been my normal life. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, I'm writing about it. that. But my friends are like, oh, we should all FaceTime. And I moved to New York like a year ago. So I all my closest friends are here. So I already FaceTime them. I'm like, I already have long distance friendships. Like I'm so used to this. So it's been very easy to be quarantined for the last week. But um, yeah, I moved to New York a year and a few months ago because I had gotten back to school. And for the second year of school, it was like you just do a year full of internships. So I wanted to intern in New York at these big advertising agencies because I figured like that would get me a job if I could do internships in New York. That's kind of like the best you can do. And within like three weeks of being there, I was like, okay, I'm not leaving. I need to get a job here. I just absolutely fell in love with it. So, um, yeah, literally every morning I would journal and be like, I am going to get a job as an art director in New York. Even though people were like, it's really hard to get a visa. Like you're junior. People don't really hire different, like, non-American citizens when they're just starting their career in art direction, whatever. But I was so determined and somehow it all worked out. So the end of last year, I got my visa and I started a job and have been working full-time since October. So That's yeah. Amazing. And then the quarantine stuff, the coronavirus. So I came back this weekend um, for my sister's baby shower because my sister's pregnant. And I had a flight to go back on Sunday. I only packed to come here for the weekend. <laughs> and then Saturday, it was like, well, I better cancel my, cancel my flight because I'm not going back. I have to work from home. Yeah. Like, no one's in the office anyway. And I honestly might be here for like a month or two, which feels crazy, especially not having packed. <laughs> but that is insane. Yeah, like the border is closed. I think I could get, I think I could get away with it because I have a visa. But yeah. Yeah, anyway, I would rather be here than in my lonely New York apartment, but it feels weird. I miss it. I, yeah, no, I, w I think I would, rather, I would rather be in London, but how many things have, like, happened for you that have been the result of you brainstorming, like, in your morning journaling routine? Honestly, everything. Like, I am yeah. such a firm believer in that. Like, I am obsessed with writing down my goals, because once I say kind of like what we were just talking about, whatever that word we couldn't figure out. <laughs> when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't say it if I'm not going to. So when I write, like this year, I'm like, I'm going to run a marathon. Like, I'm going to. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I wrote it down. It's going to happen. That's kind of how I feel about it. And obviously, I have some bigger goals that are, it's going to take a lot of work to actually make them happen. And they won't happen over the course of a year. But I feel like that's how I make things happen. I just like, tell myself every single day this is gonna happen how about you do you have do you have like a format for for your morning routine journaling or do you just kind of wing it and like do it like a diary I kind of switch it up but normally it's like first thing gratitude and then intentions for the day like 
what I'm going to do that day and then my long-term goals. And sometimes I'll literally say, so I start off with gratitude Mm -hmm. and then I do like what I want to, I mean, obviously it changes sometimes. Like sometimes I don't want to do a task list. Sometimes I just need to like write something out to process it, but I'll do gratitude and then goals. And then throughout the goals, like it's kind of I guess depends on like the day or like where I'm at. And then I end up writing the things that I need to do to achieve those goals. But I Mm -hmm. found that I don't, I think like, I don't know, like obviously gratitude is something that you should do every day in your journaling routine because it just puts you like in a really good headspace. Mm -hmm. But I kind of have realized recently that like, I don't necessarily want to like write my goals out every single day. And the reason being is because I feel like I always feel pressure to like, change it up a little bit or just like mm-hmm. otherwise it'd be writing the same thing every day but then it feels like it it, it clutters your plate and like it like when people talk about these like manifestation lists like I've written manifestation lists before where I'm like I'll write them down and then like I'll forget about it or like maybe mm-hmm. the next day I'll have a different manifestation list and it's like you can't how do I focus on all these different goals of mine if it's like a new list every single day you know what I'm yeah. saying so um, that's something that I've always like wondered about goal setting and like manifestation is like, you need to remind yourself of every day, but at the same time, if you like do a new list every day, you're just going to lose focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't do like a manifestation list every day. And it's more like when I'm really motivated, I'll do a ton of journaling and write down like a shit ton of goals and all this stuff like that. But on the daily basis, it's more like, I'm going to work out every day. I'm like things that are more attainable, not like I'm going to be a CEO or whatever, you know, the long-term girls, I don't write out every single day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you manifested anything like super specific into your life? Not really. Like not in the way that it felt like once it came, I was like, Oh my God, I'm manifesting this, you know, except for, I know I told you that story, which is kind of funny about, how I was sort of dipping my toes and like learning about the law of attraction. And I watched the secret. It was kind of like getting to know it. And I was like, there's no way people just get checks in the mail. Like that just doesn't happen. And then I came back to my parents that weekend. My mom's like, Hey, you have some mail. And it was checks from, from, uh, um, like urban outfitters where I worked in high school and they'd apparently forgotten to send me checks like five or more, 10 years ago, whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> The universe is messing with me. Like, I just got checks in the mail. But I wasn't trying to manifest that. I was just kind of, like, shaking my head thinking it wasn't realistic. So crazy. So that's my only weird story. But otherwise, I feel like it's been more, like, I have a goal and I make that happen. It's not, like, magical by any sense. How about you? Honestly, some of the stuff that has happened in my life is way too weird to explain and but I I I, as I told you before like a while ago like I go back and forth between believing in like spirituality manifestation and then not Mm -hmm. I would say the thing that strikes me the most more than manifestation is just like this synchronicity that I experience in my life like all these things that just like, there's no way this was a coincidence. Like there's no way this could have happened from the bigger things to like really, really small things. Like I was on the phone with a friend of mine that I met when I first moved to London and she moved back to America. I want to say like four months ago or something like that. And we kind of, we stopped talking besides the occasional DM here and there. And 
but when she was in London, she was seeing this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And when she moved back to America, like he kind of like ghosted her in a way, like they, she he clearly like didn't want to talk to her yet, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And today I'm calling her, and we're talking in the grocery, and it was the first time that we had spoken in weird, you know, forever. And my friend, this friend that I'm speaking of has always said like, dude, weird stuff always happens when we're together. Like things just pop up, like things happen. It's like so weird. And we're both on the phone together. Right. And at the same time, I get this call from this guy that I was speaking of earlier, the one that annoyed me that like, didn't want to be on the podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. Who weirdly enough, like never, calls me but that that wasn't the weirdest part at that time as well she's like oh my god guess who just texted me and it was the guy that she hasn't spoken to no since way. living in london so it's like i live in london i call my london friend and this guy for the first time ever texts her in months at the same time that this like guy that i'm like somewhat not really talking to calls me just to like see what's up and we're like dude weird stuff <laughs> And this is like this thing that is stuff. Like, isn't it weird mm-hmm. that like specifically happens when you're together? That's weird. Yeah, and just like I don't know, or, or like patterning. I would look at not necessarily like as in weird stuff happens when we're together, but more so like things just seem to pair up in my life in ways that are really Unexplained. difficult to explain. Yeah. I love shit like that. It's so interesting. <laughs> I do too. I do too. And you know what? I feel like since this global crisis mm-hmm. has been happening more than usual. I'm not even joking with you. Really? I can't like, I'm trying to think of like the example, but there's just like all these times where I'm like going throughout my day within the past like week or so where I'm just like, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. And I feel like if I do believe in this stuff, I would attribute it to just like everyone literally right now be on the same wavelength. Like, I don't think that, we've ever mm. been on like a, the same frequency yeah. ever before as the world. Wow. A- that's so true. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's it for the episode. Go check out Zoe's podcast, the ready to launch podcast, or you can find her on Instagram at Zoe Keneally. And I will link all of those things in the show notes.